you are listening to BXB, Bronx Baseball. It's the Yankees podcast from Odyssey with Keith McPherson, Sweeney Murdy. Our producer is Ryan Chichester, and we are locked in twice a week during the rest of the season and the postseason, maybe some other one-offs too, depending on how things happen. And uh, we'll get you through the offseason as well. Uh, we thank you for joining us and hope you uh, hit subscribe, follow, review, everything you need to at Odyssey or wherever you get your podcasts. This week ahead, Keith, is kind of interesting. Now the Yankees have kind of pushed the Rays off a little bit. You mentioned winning the season series, winning two out of three. That means the tiebreaker is in the Yankees' favor. Hopefully it doesn't even get that far. And I don't think it will because if you look ahead here, what's coming this week? Okay, in the next 10 days, here's what the Yankees have. They have seven games in the next 10 days, which means three off days, okay? Two against Boston, three against Milwaukee, and two against Pittsburgh. What the Rays have over the next 10 days is 11 games, five against Toronto, three against Texas, and three against Houston. It is a much tougher path here for the Rays, who have done a really good job through August and early September to cut into the Yankees' lead while the Yankees were struggling. Now, all of a sudden, it gets a lot tougher, and I think the Yankees are in a good position. I think so, too, but it uh can't take your foot off the gas and especially as like I said we're we're getting right we got a couple guys back um we expect some more back from paternity leave to rehab starts like now it's time to push you can't have a setback right with the Yankees from 2021 to now it's up and down up and down up and down so they're up right now yeah off day they can't have a down two days in Boston or Milwaukee you got to stay up and now you got to keep playing your best baseball in three weeks. This, you know, the season is over eh, four weeks, three weeks, four weeks. Um, the season is over. You have to keep going. You have to keep your foot on the gas. And I'll say this through, you know, WFAN and having to pay attention to the Mets and look at their schedule, right? They have the easiest strength of schedule in September and they had the nationals and uh, they had the Marlins and uh, the pirates. And it's not they, all that easy to win those games sometimes either. No. And so what I was saying on WFAN every night is, yeah, these teams might have 50 wins, but it's the end of the season for these teams where guys are trying to pad their stats, play for pride. They don't get to play in October. So you are their October. You are their World Series. You're going to get their best shot. So the Yankees are going to get everyone's best shot through the rest of these games. And if they sleep, if they don't have urgency, if they get away from their approach, they could end up losing some games here. Um, I don't think it'll be, you know, something where they'll be in jeopardy of, you know, completely falling out of first place, but you never know. You have to respect your opponents. You have to play up and not down to your opponents and they'll be all right. This is the time of year where it can, it can get a little dicey because of the reason you're talking about. I actually had this conversation with Mike Messina earlier this year about what the excitement was created when you're talking about the extra playoff spots. Um, and part of that is what happens in September when it, you know it's not 40-man expansion, but it is a couple extra players, maybe some younger players, and you've got a pitcher who's you know, only been in the big leagues for a week or two you've never seen before. Before you know it, he's held you to one run in five innings, and all of a sudden, you know, things get a little bit tricky. So those are the kinds of things you're talking about that can definitely affect a pennant race. <laughs> and it's funny you say that because we know uh, the Yankees, whenever they face a guy for the first time, like they face that, that kid from uh, Minnesota the other day. And I'm like, ah, here it goes. Um, they were able to get to him. Um, I forget what his name was. It was his debut in Yankee oh, yeah, stadium. Yeah. Lou, Lou Ver, 
Yeah. Louis, uh, Louis Varlin. Yep. Louis Varlin. I'm like, okay, here it goes. This guy's about to shut the Yankees down because we've seen that before, whether it was Dean Kramer or Alec Manoa or so many other guys that make their debut. And it's like, oh, the Yankees haven't seen him, so they're not going to do anything against them. They're going to see some new guys. They're going to see some pitchers they haven't seen, but they are the Yankees. They have to be the New York Yankees. Like they talk about, like Judge talks about, we're the New York Yankees. Be the bullies, right? Be the guys that are going in and saying, hey, we're the best team in baseball even if you, you're not, but like, we're one of the best teams in baseball. We're going to dominate you because we have bigger fish to fry. You're just in the way right now. I think it's important to remember what you're talking about too, about the idea of getting people back. You know, Stanton took a little bit of time for him to get back and he had a little bit of an injury issue after fouling the ball off his foot last week. So now maybe he's back in one of those hot streaks. Labor Torres with a couple of days, maybe builds his confidence back up. Uh, Josh Donaldson back from paternity list and he doesn't have to be the MVP Josh Donaldson. He just needs a couple of good weeks here. Maybe that is in him. It hasn't been for much of this season. Jose Trevino will be coming back off paternity list. The Yankees are getting whole again. Uh, and the rehab assignments are com- are coming through uh, through this week. Some of the pitchers, but more importantly, Harrison Bader began his rehab assignment. This is the guy the Yankees have waited for because center field is still a position where we know it's not Aaron Hicks. You don't want it to be Aaron Judge every day. Harrison Bader is very key here. He is key. And uh, I mean, I'm giving a shout out right now, maybe out of order. I don't know if we we have him in the order. Actually, we, we will talk about it, but Oswaldo Cabrera in right field. I mean, yeah. now that he's hitting, I'm like, uh, you know, now we got another he option there. 25 in the middle there, didn't you? He's- I'm like, can, can he play left? <laughs> like, move Judge to right field when Bader comes back and put Oswaldo Cabrera in left. But yeah, you just you want another option in the outfield. Um, because they didn't have options in the outfield, yeah. they were forced to put Aaron Hicks in left field. Ball will find you. Um, yeah. And it did twice with, with Aaron Hicks. And I mean, even before that, he had those two strikeouts. And I'm sitting in there and I just hear the stadium raining booze down on this guy. And uh, I felt bad for him. So did Boone. He took him out of there. So with Harrison Bader, that gives you another option. And then, I don't know, between Florial or Miguel Andujar and left, or like I said, maybe Oswaldo Cabrera. They had Oswaldo Cabrera practice in first base. Maybe they could put him in left. The kid's hitting now. Uh, he's a lot of fun to watch. I love seeing the picture of him and Susan in the rain, him holding yeah. the umbrella. Like, he's just a happy guy. He's he, he's soaking it all in and I'm glad he's found his bat but yeah Harrison Bader if he is ready to rip and run and patrol center field it's going to be a huge boost for the Yankees listen you were talking he he played his first exhibit uh first rehab game on Sunday I think the good sign for me was that he uh he got only stole a base you know like forget about what numbers the fact that he has he had a foot issue plantar fasciitis and I've had it you know if you're running if you're walking it is really hard to deal with the fact that he felt good enough to take off and steal a base in his first rehab game I don't think you're that far away Keith it's about getting timing getting at bats he's you know what he showed just playing that game and he he DH didn't play the outfield but you know he ran the bases He's healthy, and that's what you're looking for. I feel like he's got to be so excited for this opportunity to join this team, a New York guy. Um, (laughs) I think he's ready to go. I I don't think he would be rehabbing right now if he wasn't ready to go. I don't think it's the type of thing like, ah, maybe. Like, they waited long enough. He's he's been out of baseball for months. So hopefully he's ready to rock. And like you said, he DH'd. Uh, We want to see him potentially play some center field. We won't be using him as a DH. We literally – got him for his defense uh, I hope it all comes together it's like a piece of you know another piece of the puzzle this puzzle is starting to come together and starting to look 
like the New York Yankees we had hoped for going into October. And Harrison Bader is a big part of that. So, you know, comfortable is a weird word, but are you comfortable yet? Because, you know, the Yankees, as we said, they've kind of held off Tampa Bay. And this week should tell us, you know, it should, even if it doesn't expand or grow too much, it should at least hold steady. Are you comfortable yet? Comfort, no, comfort with this team. There is no comfort with this team. It's funny because uh, I, there's a group chat that we have. It's like uh, David Rifkin, uh, Joe's McFly, Batista, and uh, Talking Jake. And I think David texts, he said, safe to say the Yankees are back. No, <laughs> no, that's and the yeah, that's like, the Yankees are back. And I'm like, just all right, we have back to back games scoring 10 runs. I think I did some research. It had been like 15 games since the Yankees scored double-digit runs. And I'm like, slow down. Yeah. They got right at home on a Saturday and Sunday where they got to the starters, you know, like, slow down. This is a team more than any other team that we've seen get hot and then go completely cold. So am I comfortable? No, I'll never be comfortable with these guys. I don't know what I'm going to get. Like, they could, go yeah. into, they could go into Boston and not hit. So what I am is... I, I am relieved. It, they showed yeah. that it is there. Their, their bats woke up again, right? We've seen so many games of scoreless innings of them not being able to get it going, not being able to get guys on, not being able to score runs. It was a relief. I kept saying, everybody breathe. Like, it's starting to look like a baseball team again and not a bunch of minor leaguers, you know, trying to play in the show. So am I comfortable? No. Relieved? Yes. It's, you know, they got players back. You know, you're right. It's not a bunch of minor leaguers. They got, a, you know, a little bit more of a representative lineup back. And I listen, I understand the need for consistency and the desire for consistency. But, you know, I don't think you can, you know, you're never going to have a team that just scores five to six runs every single night on eight singles and one home run. I mean, you are building a lineup to score and you have a lot of power hitters. Yeah, it's going to go cold. I think the, I, I think, it can go cold for a week and you just kind of accept that during the course of a season. The part that's troubling is it went cold for over a month and there were a lot of injury issues that went into that, but it still went cold for over a month. And when it goes that long, it's harder to forget, which means it's always in your mind that, listen, all it takes is being shut down for one or two days and it'll destroy a postseason series quickly. But I think that's always been possible. It just opens your eyes up a little bit more when you see them struggle so much for a month or longer. Yeah, I mean, I've we we've watched it, Sweeney. We've had no choice. <laughs> we we've watched every at bat, every inning. Like, man, these guys, three up, three down, like nothing going on. So yeah, I don't know. This past weekend, Saturday and Sunday, it started to look like okay, something is happening here. Whether it was the singles or home runs, even with the lineup, I'm I I know it is the the most basic thing to say this, but I don't think it was a coincidence. That back-to-back days, they ran the same lineup out there, and these guys were like, okay, let's do it again. We can do it again. It's a, it, you know, the lineup is always a function of who's available and who's healthy. And I think, you know, I think we always read a little bit too much into that. Um, you know, I think we paid you know, I think we pay too much attention to the actual lineup because a lot of times it is based on who's available. Um, and not every team goes out there and puts the same lineup out there. And, oh, by the way, you know, the Yankees do have a lot of wins to show for it with what they were doing with that lineup. I want to ask you, though, you know, the pitching, though, is something that's important. And Garrett Cole goes uh, on Tuesday to open this Red Sox series. You know, he's, you know, a lot of punch outs. He's going to start getting closer to that Ron Guidry single season record, which I know isn't important in the grand scheme, but it is something. Um, I think it's important 
to see him just continue along here. He he was peaking at this time last year before the hamstring injury got to him. He really was. I think he's peaking again now. Does it feel like it to you? I don't know what Garrett Cole. He's another one that you, you don't know what you're going to get. His last performance was great. Yeah. But I, I hope he does not peak until October. Like, I want him to be I at want his him to full ace. Into October. <laughs> I don't want him to get shelled now and say, okay, it's time to turn on October. He needs to peak now heading into October. But see, that's the thing, right? That's what worries you. You're like, he could get rocked in one of these starts coming up, and then he questions himself for his routine. And um, he looked good in his last outing. He's striking out guys. He's got command. He's throwing the fastball. I I, I don't know. I With Garrett Cole – I, I just hope for consistency. He's supposed to be an ace. He's supposed to look like an ace. He's back in the ace conversation, and yeah. then uh, one bad outing, he's out. So um, if he can just stay dominant, stay locked in, not try and over-pitch, go at guys. Like, you are the strikeout king. You are the leader in strikeouts for a reason. You, you can throw the ball by these guys. They can't hit your fastball. Go at them. Locate it and go at them, and, and I think he'll be all right. Listen, the ace conversation is a, a little old and tiresome because we all know what you know, what it comes down to. It comes down to the postseason, right? He's been a really good regular season pitcher. You don't get ace titles by being re- really good regular season pitchers. You get them by winning playoff games. And, you know, and it's not just him. There's a lot of other people that go into this mix about winning playoff games and series. So until you see it, I guess it's always to me like you're not an ace until you are one. You know, like, you know, I keep coming back to Andy Pettit got shelled for, you know, his several playoff games early in his career. We don't remember that. We remember him as a big game postseason pitcher. It took him a little while to get over that help. But once he did, we gave him the title. Garrett Cole just needs to get into that mix and everybody else has to come along for the ride. They win a few posts and it's harder now with all the games you have to win, but you win a few postseason games and series. All of a sudden you're going to give him that label and it's going to stick. I mean, Cole has been an ace. I mean, we, we talk about the sticky stuff. Hopefully like, you know, we're past that. We've seen him post sick, sticky I stuff. Stick, didn't I? That's <laughs> yeah. we, we've seen him post sticky stuff. Dominate. He's, Paid to dominate. He's supposed to be the ace of this staff. Um, I think he will be. I think he knows. Uh, congrats to him. They announced he's going to have his second kid. And, uh, you know, the pinstripes, they've been saying all week, the pinstripes are heavy. I feel like they're not heavy for Garrett Cole. I feel like if he's in his right headspace, if he's locked in, he can do it. And this team needs him to do it. And I feel like, honestly, they go as far as he goes because he's your game one starter. He's yeah. getting the ball. People say, are you worried about Cole? I'm like, I can't worry about Cole. Like, I gave him the money to give him the ball. Like, if I'm worried, you know, when you say, are you worried about him? Like, I worry about, okay, is there somebody else that I worry about? Do I have an option? Do I have an alternative? If I'm worried about Jamison Tyone, he pitched well the other day. Uh, If I'm worried about him, let's say, for example, what are my alternatives? What are my options? If I'm worried about Nestor Cortez, what are my options? There are no options for Garrett Cole. Why? I can't worry about him. I got to give him the ball and let it happen because that's why I gave him all the money. Yeah, he's supposed to be a lock. He's got the most experience. He's got the best stuff. He's supposed to be the guy that you're most sure about. That's why you gave him that contract to say, yeah, well, this is a guy I know I'll be able to count on. And I think they will be able to count on him. Um, yeah, like I said, his last outing was solid. We need more of that. We need more of that back-to-back-to-back. It can't be one good outing, then one down one, one all right one. Um, He's got to look the part. I'm I'm hoping his last – String four of them in a row together. Yeah, I'm hoping his last struggle was in Anaheim where 
he looked like he was going to cry. He knew he had to throw a fastball for a strike to Otani, and that ended up being the game. Yeah, and that was a rough one that ended up, you know, that was a weird game. Uh, listen, we know it's about Judge. We know it's about Cole. Those two guys have to be who they are to get the Yankees where they are. But somebody else is going to have to step up, too. And I want to get to uh, that with you in just a second. Let's remind everybody that you're listening to BXB from Odyssey. It's Bronx Baseball, the Yankees podcast uh, with Keith McPherson, Sweeney Murdy. On social, you are Keith at uh, Keith at Keith underscore McPherson. Mm -hmm. I'm at Yankees WFAM on Twitter. Uh, Find us there and uh, go back and check out our old episodes, too, on the archive at Odyssey or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, We have some good conversations about who the Yankees are and where they're going. 